Happy Sabbath, everybody. Sabbath. Come on, we could do better than that. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Sabbath. Are you glad to be in God's house? Just one more time. Are you glad to be in God's service? Just one more time. Did he do something good for you? Did he wake you up this morning? Did he put food on your table and clothes on your back? Did he give you traveling mercies this week? Oh, we serve Almighty God, and he is worthy to be praised. Can we just magnify the name of the Lord? Come and magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. Because he is truly and truly a worthy God. Oh, I thank God. I shouldn't be here. Oh, I shouldn't be here. The devil's a liar. And the truth is not in him. Amen. God is good. You may be seated in the presence of a mighty God. For we thank God for the Sabbath. We thank God for you. We thank God for allowing us to enter into his space 
into this worship experience. We want to welcome all of you who are viewing online. We thank God for our online praisers. Amen. Can we just put our hands together for our online worshipers? Is that all right? We praise God for you. We thank God for you. We know that you can tune in anywhere. We know we're living in this digital age now where, but with just a click of a button, you can be in France or Italy. Uh-huh. But I thank God that you are right here in St. Louis. Come on, somebody. Amen. So we're so honored and blessed that we're able to worship on this beautiful Sabbath day. So we want to welcome all of our viewers that are online. We want to welcome you here in the space. We do have a guest speaker today. We praise God for Pastor Elijah. Amen. Elijah. I don't know if he'll be bringing down fire from heaven or parting waters, but we're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to see him and his beautiful wife, Chevelle, and his sisters here. We thank God for you. Um, this is our Youth and Young Adult Day. We praise God for all of our youth, all of our young adults. We give God praise for you for being here with us. Um, our AY leader who is in the, he said he liked to pay the, play the background. Amen. Um, we worship. We, we thank God for you, Doc. Um, we're praying for you. Um, but we just want to continue to worship the Lord in the spirit of beauty and holiness. Um, this is September. Yes, right. We had a beautiful October. I mean, um, August. <laughs> so here we go. We have, we have a beautiful October, too. Amen. But we're, we're in the month of September. Um, we thank God for all of our birthdays. I think we have a birthday celebration tomorrow. It's a, we have one today. My, my daughters, Maya, is celebrating today. Um, Elder Dad Harris is tomorrow. tomorrow. I have another daughter, Jamaria. She's celebrating on the 13th. Amen. Any any other birthdays? Linda's the 17th? The 17th. I'm the 22nd. The 22nd. My son's the 23rd. The 24th. Okay, okay. We're going to cut it off right there. Y'all trying to outdo August. Trying to outdo August. (laughs) Michael's the 24th. Well, we pray. We praise God for all of our September uh, babies. Amen. Uh, Amen. Um, We celebrate all anniversaries. Do we have any um, September anniversaries? Anyone celebrating on the 13th? You celebrate on the 13th? Amen. Well, you know what? We're still in in September, so we're going to continue on. Amen. Every day is a blessing. So we thank God for all of our birthdays. We want to just sing a little bit. Can we just sing happy birthday? Is that all right? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to you. Amen. Praise God, September. September, we praise God for you. God is so good. Also, just a couple more announcements. I'm going to get out of your way. I want to remind all of our board meetings that we will be meeting on Monday at 7 p.m. So mark your calendars, your schedules. Please be aware of that. And then also we wanted you to keep in prayer our upcoming evangelistic effort, our revival, which will begin October the 29th, and it will run to November the 12th. Um, We want you to just tell your friends, tell your family, let them know that we'll be in the space here um, worshiping God, giving God praise. Amen. Um, at this time, if you could just bow your heads with me as we offer up a word of prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, we're so thankful, so privileged, so honored to be able to come before you on this platform. We thank you again for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do in the lives of your children. And we understand, Father, that we're not worthy of any of this, but for some reason you saw fit to wake us up this morning. 
and start us on our way. You brought us here. And so we give you praise, honor, and glory. Have your way today. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen and amen again. Just want to take a little moment just to, you know, it's hard that we're going through a lot of different things, a lot of different crucibles of life, pains and heartaches, and we just want you to understand that God is with you. Oh, yeah. So at this moment, at this moment, Tabernacle of Praise, I just want you to look at someone and tell them, I, say I. I feel a breakthrough coming your way. It's a mighty move of God. And it's going to change your day. I feel a breakthrough coming your way. It's a mighty move of God. It's going to change your day. Signs and wonders, miracles to perform. God's going to bless you for just holding on. I feel, I feel a breakthrough coming your way. It's a mighty move of God. It's a mighty move of God. It's going to change your day. Signs and wonders, miracles miracles to perform. God's going to bless you. God's going to bless you. Just hold it on. It's a mighty move of God. It's going to change your day. Signs and wonders, miracles to perform. God's going to bless you for just holding on. I feel, I feel a breakthrough coming your way. It's a mighty move of God. It's a mighty move of God. It's going to change your day. Signs and wonders, miracles, miracles to perform. Gonna bless God's gonna bless you. Just holding on. We're just holding on. Just hold on. Change is coming. I feel it in the air. It's in the atmosphere. Just hold on. Change is coming. I move God is on the way. A change in your life Looking for your midnight To turn the sunshine 
Now it's gonna happen. You wait and see. All things are possible to them that believe. Looking for your midnight, turn the sunshine, now it's gonna happen, wait and see, all things are possible to him that God is on the way. We need to move on these mics. Amen. That powerful, that powerful song there. The spirit move right. We made it down. The devil is a liar. Amen. It's prayer time. We're going to gather our hearts and thoughts as we go before the Lord in prayer. There's a move of God is in this place. There's a move of God. The enemy is trying to shut it down. It's been attacking our church, attacking our people. But we're going to continue to pray and call on the name of the Lord and believe. Amen. That the breakthrough is not just on the way, that is here. Amen. That is here. So as we gather our hearts and our thoughts, we just want to remember the Wellington family in prayer. We want to remember Sister Nicole. We want to remember our church, all of those that are bereaved. Um, we know that God is able to do all things. So let us bow our heads as we approach God's thrones. Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, we're so thankful, privileged, and honored to be able to come before you. Uh, Father, this is the day that you have made. We will continue to rejoice and be glad in it. In spite of all the difficulties and the issues, uh, we believe, oh God, that you're still on the throne. And we have to learn how to praise you through these storms and praise you through these moments. And not allow these moments to deter us from giving you what you deserve. And that is our worship. And so, Father, in spite of it all, we love you. We bless you. We honor you. And we give you glory. We bind Satan this morning and we cast him out of these mics. We cast him out of these system. We cast him out of this place. But this is the day that you have made. We have gathered here on your Sabbath to give you praise. He may be mad, but, Father, he's not welcome here. And so we thank you for moving on our behalf, God. We thank you for our worshipers that are viewing with us online. 
We ask that you will continue to cover and keep them in a very special way. We ask that you will watch over them, Father God. Let them see you in the midst of whatever it is that they're going through. We lift up before you our very own the Wellington family. We ask that you will cover and keep them during this difficult time. We ask that you will hold them, Father God, like only you can. Be with Sister Nicole, O oh God. We pray that as she mourns the loss of her son, O oh God, that you will wrap your loving arms around her as well. That you will show yourself strong, Jesus, letting her see in your face through the midst of the tears. Father God, these are hurtful times. These are very trying times. But Father, we know that you are a very present help in a time of storm. And so we give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory. Lord, remember our church here. Remember our saints here, O oh God. Remember our youth and young adults as we want to lift them up before you today, O oh God. As we look around, Father God, we know many of our youth and many of our young, young adults. We pray, O oh God, that you will cover them. We ask that you will just help them, O oh God, to find a love for you. We ask that you will fill this space, O oh God, with our youth and young adult. We also, God, want to just ask that you remember our revival uh, that's coming up in the next month. We ask, oh God, that you will break up the fallow ground, that you will prepare our hearts and our minds to receive the blessings that you have in store. Let us prepare for rain. Oh God, we bless you today. We bless you for the man of God that will be speaking the word of God today to the people of God. We ask that you will cover him in a very special way. Be with Pastor Elijah, oh God. Cover his wife and his sister, oh God, as she travels. We ask that you will break the word, oh God, that you will bring it to us from manna from on high. Father God, we know that you have a word in store for us for all the disruptions and all the issues that have been occurring on this day yet alone. We know there is a word from the Lord. So we pray right now in the name of Jesus that the church go into a season of prayer like never before. That we call on the name of Jehovah Jireh. We call on you, O oh God, to show up and show out today. To do it now in the name of Jesus. Father God, rain down today. Rain your power down today, O oh God. Do it in the name of Jesus. That when we leave here, God, we will not leave here the same way we came. But we will leave here with a newfound love for the things of God. Oh no, we shall not be moved. Oh, come hell or high water, we shall not be moved. But we're going to trust you even if we can't trace you. Believe in you, O oh God, when believing is unbearable. And we're going to hold on even if we got to holler. Because we understand where our help comes from. Our help comes from the one that created the heavens and the earth. The one that spoke all of this into existence. So do what you do, God. Throw your weight around, O oh God. Have your way in this space. That when we leave here, we will know that we have been in your presence. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. Thank you in advance for what you've done what you're doing and what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. Happy Sabbath. All right. I, uh, is this mic working? Can you guys hear me? So is it working? Can you guys hear me? Okay, so they said, oh, there we go. There we go. All right, so we're going to start with our announcements. First, uh, we have 12 Steps to Success online group. And it's uh, September the 25th this month. It's the fourth Sunday of every month. 
Uh, we have a Never Alone Suicide Prevention Conference coming October 29th from 4 to 6 p.m. This is done by Tabernacle Praise Community Counseling Center. It's an online conference, and we have our own Sister Phils. She's going to do the breakout rule for our um, teenagers. Everybody in the house needs to know how to share, uh, how to spare a life from suicide. So that's what we're teaching. And... Um, then on Sunday, for those of you who know someone and need some prayer, we're going to have a prayer service for, it's a never long suicide prevention prayer service for, from 2 to, um, I'm sorry, from 9 to 2, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. So those are our upcoming programs. And then one more thing that we have on the, it's, it's not quite settled, but we want to do a thank you, Lord, conferences December. So that's the goal, that's the desire for your stewardship team. That's what we want to do to support our community and to support individuals. Now this week, as usual, as usual, some horrible things happened this week, right? It's really terrible. I mean, there was two brothers going around stabbing people. They killed 10 and wounded 17 other people. And then I think one brother turned on the other brother and killed him. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? There's a lot of people out there hurting. They're outside of our walls. They're inside of our walls. They're all over everywhere. And it's our job to let them know that God loves them, right? And that he's good. So I'm going to do what I do, and you're going to do what you do. But, you know, it's not a whole lot of us. But all the angels are in the seats beside us. So we're going to invoke the power of God and the angels to speak with us as we give God some praise. So here we go. God is good. All the time. Yes, all the time. He is so worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be praised. Now today I'm going to tell you. Now you know our goal is in January, starting January. Y'all got a little while. We got a little while to be like a days ago. But January... We're starting on our new journey of becoming better. Now, you can practice now. You know, you can practice, you know, eating better. You can practice being faithful when you're tired. You can practice, you know, being kind to other people. You can start practicing. By January, you should be a little bit more proficient. But that's going to be the goal next year. In time, talent, temple, and treasure, we are improving our lives. Everybody is. When you get better, everybody around you they either going to leave you alone or they're going to come up to standards. Watch and see. I want to share something with you very personal. Since we're online, I guess y'all can go home and talk about it too. But um, when I was a little girl, I think about mm, four, five, three, four, five, and I had a younger sister. She was right under me maybe. Uh, she was about 11 and... 11 and a half months younger than me. And I had a brother who was one year older than me. And so it was us, three, four, five, four, five, six, or something like that. And we were out in the backyard. And we saw, you know, it had rained a big tub back in the day. Some of y'all don't know what tubs are. They're not those plastic things. They're all galvanized steel. And so they were, were sitting out there, and it rained very hard. So there was some water in there. And my brother said to me and my younger sister, do you guys want to be fairies? Yeah, I want to be a fairy. They could fly. They was cute. I was like, yeah. So he said, if you drink this rainwater, you'll become a fairy. So I said, oh, really? So I went and found 
a rusty can, and I got in the water. You know, I'm a doer. You know, you'd be saying, just jump and did it. And, and I drank the water. It was really good. So I drank some more water, and we watched to see if I would turn to a ferret. Well, of course, I didn't. You see, I'm right here. So, you know, I was standing, uh, laying in front of the TV, the three of us, and there was a lot of people because it was 12 of my family. So it was people all around us, and they were talking, and we were trying to watch TV. And I noticed my left arm was green, and my, red arm, my uh, right arm was red. So I was looking at my arms, thinking to myself, you know, is this red and is this green? I, I mean, I knew I colored, so I said, what's going on here? So I pinched one arm, and then I pinched the other arm, the green arm. My flesh stood up, and it stayed there. And my mom saw me, and she said, come here. And I went to her, and she, she um, pinched my stomach, and it stayed. And so she said, hey, we got to get to the hospital. So we ran to the hospital, Hospital Toma G. Phillips, and it only served black people. That was really the only hospital we can get to. I don't know how we got there. I, we didn't even have a car, so I don't know how we got there. So we're sitting in the emergency room, and it's a whole bunch of people in there, and I'm fading in and out. You know, I can see there's a lot of people, then there's blanks in my memory, and I can see more people, and then there's blanks. And then I saw this doctor coming, tall, Caucasian doctor, and he was just coming. He was going really fast, and he happened to glance down, and he looked, and then he, he looked again, and he said, we have to get her to the OR stat. So he said, get a journey. So everybody that got a journey, the next thing I know, I was in and out. I don't know how I got on that journey, but I know we was waiting on that, an that uh, elevator. And he says, we cannot wait. We have to take her up by the stairs. So they took me up by the stairs. I don't remember anything after that. Anything. That is an unsung hero. That person saved my life that day. I didn't say thank you. I don't remember his name. I don't know where he's at today. I have no idea. But what I do know is he's an unsung hero. Everybody in this room, you're an unsung hero. You are called by God to save the lives of others. We're called to take to people eternal salvation. That's our jobs. It is a high and lofty position. In his day-to-day -day action, on the way all around, doing what he does, he looked down, he saw the Lord was, I'm so grateful to him and to God that he knew, I guess that was told man poison. He knew what it looked like, and he said, hey, we have to jump on this. Out of all the people there, he saw me. And I have to say, as we go around our, across the world in our day-to-day -day stuff, as we talk to people coming in and out, your comment may be the comment that stops a person from committing suicide. You may be their unsung hero. Think about what you say to your young people, to the older people, to your family, to your friends. Be an agent of change. Be that person. Wake up every day and say, I am an unsung hero. I am sent by God today. To bring someone into the knowledge and truth of God and possibly save their lives. Bring to them salvation and they may turn to Jesus and be saved. As a result, you may not 
ever know the impact of your work. But God does, and you will be rewarded. But you are, you always will be, as long as you are with Jesus, an unsung hero. Don't ask for things. Don't expect things. Don't even think about things. Because it may not be coming. But it doesn't mean that people will not recognize at some point in their lives what you've done for them. Now we're going to switch over, and I'm going to do this correct. Will the deacons come forward? We're giving everybody an opportunity to support the ministries, um, the evangelistic seminars coming up, the suicide prevention coming up, also the 12 Steps to Success, people's lives are changing as a result of the work we do. So we want you to join us. You can join us online by um, sending it to Cash App, dollar sign top giving. We have an awesome drop day, gorgeous um, treasure. Where's our treasure? <laughs> treasure right here. So you, and we'll, I'll have to get a screen up so that you will be able to mail it to us, send it to us, Call it in. We'll come and pick it up. But God is so good, and he is so worthy to be praised with all of ourselves, with our time, with our talents, our temple, and our treasure. God is good. And I'm looking forward to seeing in heaven all of those people whom lives I have touched, whom lives you have touched, who we are, have been an unsung hero to. Well, the deacons, you may go ahead. Let's, let's have a quick word of prayer. Most honorable Father, in the blessed name of Jesus, we stand before you in the presence of your, yourself and the holy angels. And Lord, we ask that you would help us this week to recognize the high and lofty call you've made on our lives, that we will be unsung heroes to those who are in their last moments of life, possibly, dear Father, to those who are just coming into this world. Father, we ask for your presence to be with us, be in our lips and our tongues. And now, Lord, as we... Collect those monies that you've put in the hands of your people. We ask that you would change it from the secular use into a sacred use. And so that many others may hear of your voice and be saved. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say, Amen.
Amen. Amen. Over and over again. He just keeps right on blessing us. Amen. As we now prepare our hearts for the word of God, preaching by the man of God. I want to just share a little bit with you. Um, He sent me this and I printed this out, but I didn't mean for it to get this big. But somebody must have knew I needed some assistance. (laughs) Amen. Born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. Pastor Elijah Johnson is a graduate of Oakwood University, where he completed a bachelor's of theology with a minor in music in summer of 2018. So you know it, huh? While studying at Oakwood, he served as Oakwood's Adventist youth minister, uh, ministry's music director, and um, call porter. After graduating, he went back to his home church. Uh, the Breath of Life SDA Church, where he served as a training elder, assistant music ministry leader, and a young adult young leader, our youth leader. He also worked alongside pastors Mark Hyde and uh, Dwayne Thomas in community outreach, Bible work, and visitation. And while there, God blessed him with the union of matrimony to his partner in ministry and bride, Chevelle Johnson. Chevelle, can you just wave your hand over there? My, there you go. You go on to stand up and do that. There you go. There you go. There you go. Amen. <laughs> he uh, married her, his bride, on February 23rd, 2020. In January 2021, they'd follow God's calling, leading Pastor Johnson to return to Huntsville, Alabama. And there he served with Pastor Nelson Stokes and Pastor Ricky Wade as youth pastor for the New Life Worship Center in South Central Conference. I'm familiar with that church. Amen. <laughs> Amen. The Lord then saw uh, fit to um, call um, his family, him um, and his wife, um, on July 17, 2021, to the Central States Conference family, where he has humbly served as a district pastor to the Emmanuel SDA Church family of, of St. Joseph, Missouri, and Cornerstone SDA Church family in Atchison, Kansas. And if you were to ask Pastor Johnson what was his favorite scripture to share, he would tell you to always hold on to Galatians 6, 9. And it reads, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. After we are blessed by the wonderful ministry of our praise team, our choir, hear ye the man of God, Pastor Elijah Johnson.
Come on, if you know it, keep singing, keep singing. Even me, even me. Even me, Lord. Even me. Even me. Let some drops. Let some drops. We're talking to the Father. We're talking to Him to fall on us, to fill our cups with oil, to fill and let it overflow. Fall on me. Let's do it one more time. One more time. Let's do it with no music. Let's break it. Everybody say, even me, even me. praise he's worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun going down to the same we need his power to fall to fall down on us anybody just have a spirit that just quenched the holy spirit this morning that you know that you cannot go forth in life without his power the bible says in acts 1 that jesus encouraged the saints encouraged the disciples to not move until you have the power to not move until the holy spirit fall to not move until you have gained your helper till you have gained your comforter we're asking now lord this is our prayer to please fall on us now to please have your way now we cannot move forward without you we cannot hear a word without you we cannot experience a change without you we cannot move forward in this life this life of Christian faith without you we need power and it is your Holy Spirit that give us the power it is your Holy Spirit that give us the will to do your will and good pleasure Father God, it is your Holy Spirit that changes things. It is your Holy Spirit that convinces and convicts. It is your Holy Spirit that does it all. So Father God, we're praying now that you will fall down and have your way in this place. Have your way in this temple of mine. Have your way in tabernacle of praise. Have your way and move the things that you that you know that doesn't need to be in here, oh God. Come into this temple and turn the tables as you please. Come into this temple and fill us with your Holy Spirit and clean us with, from all unrighteousness, oh God. And have your way. May we decrease and may you increase, God and have your way in this place we thank you for all these things and more god <laughs> have me behind the cross and move in a mighty way we thank you in jesus name we pray amen 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 even me even me may you still um be stay stay standard for a moment as we go right into the um the scripture real quick I uh, don't want to hold you long on your feet, um, but uh, we're, we're, we're going to Judges 16, and I'll give you a moment to go there. Um, but before we go for, further, I do want to say thank you first to the head shepherd and the shepherdess of this household, Pastor Fields and Mr. F Mrs. Fields. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me today. 
Um, I'm excited to be with you all, Tabernacle of Praise. It's our first time today. Um, I'm, I, I was even blessed to, uh, to, to also meet Brother Thomas last night. Um, and also blessed to meet uh, Miss Kennedy last night. Uh, so, and it was Elder, um, Elder Will, well, I can't pronounce Wellington, uh, Uncle P. He says sometimes if people call him. Uh, so, so we're we're glad to meet meet Uncle P. and his family as well. Um, it was it was a blessing, and we thank you for um, inviting and welcoming welcoming my family and I, my beautiful wife and my sister as well. Uh, we're we're so excited to enjoy this day with you all. I heard today was Youth and Young Adult Day. Am I right? Uh, so today we we want to we want to dive in this book of Judges chapter sixteen. It's it's a story we've heard before, but um, but there's something that in the word today that God wants us to uh, to learn today. Um, so we're we're going to Judges chapter sixteen, and I'm reading from New King James version. Uh, but you can still read along with me in your choice of translation. So we're going to start on verse four, and then we're going to jump down to the bottom of the text because uh, we'll be here all day if we read the whole chapter, all right? Uh, So let's go to verse uh, 4. It's Judges chapter 16, and it says, Afterward it happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek. Somebody say Sorek. Yes. Come on, y'all. Y'all responding. Praise the Lord. That was on key. Come on now. Uh, Who who name was Delilah, my Lord. Um, And let's go down to 26. 26. So if we as we're going down there, we heard that after it happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. 26 says, now the temple was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there. About 3,000 men and women on the roof watching while Samson performed. Then Samson called to the Lord saying, O Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray, just this once, O oh God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. Not one, but two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple, and he braced himself against them, one on his right and the other on his left. Then Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might. And the temple fell on the Lord's and all the people who were in it. So the dead that he so the dead that he killed at this death were more than he had killed in his life. As we're sitting down, um, tell your neighbor wrong chips. Wrong chips. Wrong chips. Chips. Um, let's, uh, let's do a small prayer. Dear God, have your way in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Wrong chips, wrong chips. S H I P S wrong chips. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I want you to, um, imagine this with me, beloveds. Um, tabernacle of praise. Um, let's check out the crime scene here. The whole town heard it. They turned around, and to their surprise, their temple of Dagon was no more. Smoke went up. Dust covered the ground from the falling of the rubble. It was hard to breathe. 
hard to see. No one knew what had happened. No one had FaceTime or Google Duo. They couldn't record it live on Facebook. The last thing they heard was it was getting lit in the temple because they captured their enemy. But what happened though? What went wrong? A turned up party turned into a massacre. It was about 3,000 men and 3,000 women that had died that day. Dead bodies were everywhere. You should have been there. You should have seen it with your own two eyes. You wouldn't believe it unless you saw it. If there was an Instagram or TikTok, then I would have had it on my story. That the undefeated champion, the warrior that had 4-0, was in the rubble, dead, and with a bad haircut. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to have his barber, my goodness. But as you look in his face, you may wonder, how could someone so gifted with unlimited strength be detained and become a prisoner? Why would God let this be? We thought he was chosen. We thought he was called for great things. We thought he was special, unique, and set apart. How did he get here? Poor Samson. How did he get here? I'm glad you ask. A little over 20 years ago, the last battle that Samson experienced did not end like this, beloveds. It did not end in death. In chapter 15, he had made the choice to be found, to be bound by ropes and given to the Philistines because they came to his village and threatened his people. The Philistines were angry because Samson killed some of their people again. Man, and they turned and they wanted to not to turn the other cheek like some Christians may, but they wanted to return the favor. They shouted against him. Samson got angry that the spirit of the Lord came upon him. Samson broke through the ropes and killed a thousand men with a fresh jawbone of a donkey. After this battle, he became tired and thirsty. He cried to God and just like his ancestors in the wilderness, God gave him water from rock. Uh, Then our Bible says that he was judged Samson over Israel for 20 years. He did not have a TV show, but he was on a good path. Giving laws and executing judgment. Doing the right thing for once, but but something happened, y'all. For it seems that there was a spiritual battle within Samson. And he became tired and thirsty again. Under the pressure of being perfect, in chapter 16, you will see that the judge was tired of living right. Coming out of retirement, he went to Gaza, became thirsty, and slept with the prostitute. He battled the city, took their gates, placed it on his shoulder, 
carried up a hill. So Samson became what, beloved? Tired and thirsty. Place in the comments on those who are online or shared with our neighbor around here. Um, if you may, Samson came tired and thirsty once again. And, and because the ma- mighty brother Samson was tired and thirsty, because he was thirsty, he fell in love with a woman outside of his people for the Valley Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Yeah. May... May, may we pause here for a moment and ask ourselves, how many of us can say today, we have found people around us not always being a Christian? That being a believer in the world today is just too hard sometimes. Can we be real today? You realize that you can't always be perfect. Sometimes you like to live a little, right? I know this may not be an issue here at Tabernacle of Praise. You know, we're perfect Christians. But, but have you seen people who don't mind spreading their wings a little? Uh, just doing what they want to do for once in a while? Uh, spend time the way they want to spend time? Uh, making a decision to no longer be curious about that thing, but making that jump to finally do it regardless of the consequences. Um, because sometimes we, we find ourselves like Samson, falling after a spiritual battle from within. That we find ourselves giving into the flesh, convincing ourselves, I've done enough good. I've been delivered from my bad habits for a while now. I think I've been baptized long enough that I can slip this one time. Um, but I, I feel like I deserve a little pleasure, a little reward. Don't you think so? Come on, Jesus. Help me out a little bit this morning Uh, when you and I say or think of things like this because I I say you and I because sometimes I myself fall at times and I've been there before beloved it reminds me of my eating habits can I be honest with you this morning it it, it reminds me of my my eating habits so let me be real with you Um, because my eating I reminds of my eating habits my relationship with sweets and I have any sweet tooth lovers out here Come on, come on. All right, all right. Well, I got, I got a one. I got two. I got five of them. I just wanted to know before I keep going. So when I come back, I know who to sit beside. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sweet tooth, sweet tooth people. Uh, amen. We have, we have a few in the sanctuary. Uh, so I, I've, I've been, so as I continue to grow up in my life and, um, I've been blessed, uh, with a wife that, that is anointed and appointed to be a baker. I praise the Lord for it all the rest of my days, of, all the days of my life. And, and, and so it's because she's a baker, beloved. Um, I've been knighted and called to be the taste tester. Uh, as, as the person who loves this, this, uh, desserts and sweets, uh, this, is, this is good news for me. Uh, I, I love it. Uh, but the thing is, y'all, the problem is I've been trying to eat better. Uh, I, I try to eat better, grow from my sweet tooth, but it's just hard, y'all. I want y'all to stay with me right here. It's hard to break away with what I'm used to. Uh, it's hard to, to break away what my relationships with the banana pudding. Come on. Is, is, there, is, there, is there somebody out here that understand what I'm talking about? Um, you see, because now and then, instead of the salad that's in the refrigerator, um, instead of the fruits and the vegetables, I hear the hot cinnamon rolls calling my name. 
I, I, I hear the, the, the warm apple pie with the blue bell homemade vanilla ice cream on the side. Uh, I, I hear uh, sometimes, uh, you know, I, I love banana pudding not only on Thanksgiving, but I also have found love for sweet potato pudding. Um, I love that, too. And it's not just in November, y'all. But I, I'm telling you, man, my relationships with the desserts is, is strong because I have history with it. I, I've grown up with a mother uh, who baked, and now I have a wife who bakes. And it's, and it's hard to, to break away from that bond with desserts, right? Uh, so, so my relationship with desserts are stronger than my relationships with the salad, uh, the fruits, and the vegetables. Uh, so I find myself, y'all, falling once again uh, because sometimes I still have pudding left in the refrigerator. I find myself choosing the banana pudding over the salad I get tired of doing right. I even, I even said I'm going to be on a fast or be on a 10-day cleanse, and, and I still fall on eating the wrong thing. I get tired of doing right, and so I go back to having a taste for what's not good for me. And what I'm, tr- what I'm trying to say this morning is there are unhealthy, toxic, um, life-taking relationships that we find ourselves in um, when we want to have it our way and follow our flesh desires uh, for for some reason since we were born in sin and shaking shaping into iniquity like David in Psalms 51 we find ourselves like Paul in Romans 7 instead of doing what we know is right we wind up doing wrong so some of the things that we find ourselves being attracted to today or a, or attached to today may hurt us rather than helping us uh, remember this, that if, if you don't remember anything else today, what I learned is that just because it may look good to you, it does not mean it's good for you. I'm going to say it again. Let that say again. Just because it may look good to you, it does not mean that it's good for you. I know that banana pudding look good for me. Uh, when I look at that cinnamon roll and the ice is melted, my Lord, it may look good to me, but it may not look good. It may not be good for me. See, the woman may look good for you, bro. Uh, the, the man may look, may look nice with the suit on, with the, with the tie and suited and booted with the right fit um, but the thing is after the mask is off after the pandemic has settled sometimes uh, though they may look good to you that person on the inside may not be good for you can we be real here today because though they may look right though they may look sexy though they may look fit and tight uh, they may not be good for you in the life that God has planned um, listen up folks we're, we're talking about relationships here uh, we're talking about dating here we're talking about a relationship with someone that we find ourselves spending time with and, I, and what I've realized is that bad relationships don't look bad in the beginning Bad relationships don't look bad in the beginning. The one you choose to date may not look like a bad choice in the beginning. But over time, you will either learn the easy way or the hard way. And our brother Samson had to unfortunately learn the hard way. And in his life, in Judges 16, 
he teaches us some lessons that God wants to reveal to us today. Is it all right if I share with you? Um, so, so the question that I, I asked today, how can we prevent ourselves from being in Samson's position? How do we move proactively before this becomes a part of our story? Um, how can we learn the easier way than the hard way through experience? Uh, may I suggest to you this morning one of the lessons that have been provided within verses 5 through 16. Uh, when it comes to dating, God teaches us being in relationship requires us to be on the same page with our partner. I want us to look at this. They see Amos 3, 3 even says it. He says, how can two people walk together unless they agree? Uh, for, for it is imperative to communicate with each other the plan to uh, the plan so that both parties are aware of what this relationship means. See, as a couple, it is important to know that the one you are cuffed up to is cuffed to you for the right reasons. That you and your partner are standing on the same page or the same side of things. That y'all are in agreement to what kind of a situationship y'all are in. Yeah, that, that the both of you have the same relationship goals. Because if you do not, uh, you may find yourself in a situationship like Samson. Listen, there are 25 different types of dating relationships. But we're not going to go through all of them. Um, however, uh, the, the na- that to the name of few of these type of relationships, um, we, we see that one of the relationships that we know today is called casual dating. Um, it's big. It's known today. When, it's when dating someone casually, um, you probably aren't ready to define the relationship just yet or to make a commitment. Um, instead, you are just enjoying the ride, having no strings attached. Uh, you're enjoying your company. They're enjoying your company. Um, you're dating just to have fun, right? Uh, friends with benefits, if you may. Um, the, 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 then... Then there's another type of dating uh, where, where there's long distance dating, there's online dating, um, there's different types of toxic uh, dating, de- toxic relationships today. Um, then there's open dating as well. And the list goes on. But now thinking about this, thinking about how there's different types of dating, I wonder, Pastor Fields, what type of relationship did Samson envision? The Bible tells us that Samson loved Delilah. Head over heels for this woman of Sorek. But in the next few verses, we will see that Delilah didn't truly love Samson. Samson may have had the desire to be exclusive. Getting serious, we may say, because he failed for this woman of Sorek. But unfortunately, Delilah didn't take it seriously. He may have wanted to go to the next level, but Delilah has something else planned, has something else in mind. So this teaches me that when we assume that we are on the same page, We expect the one that we love to care for us like we care, to think like we think, 
to put us first like we will put them first. And our expectations will easily become the dagger for our hearts if there is no communication. This situation in the text tells us that just because you're caked up, it doesn't mean that it's true love sent from God. Just because you're caked up today, it doesn't mean that you both have the same end goal. That you both have the same idea of what you want out of this relationship. Um, Because sometimes you have to be like the old Drake and realize when you have fake people showing fake love to you straight up in your face. Uh, We see Samson um, believing in fake love. He planted his faith in fake love. He put his trust in it and thought it would last. But he didn't check to see if he and Delilah were on the same page. And unfortunately, fam, uh, poor, poor old Samson was not aware of what was to come. Um, If we were to take a look at verses 5 and 6, we'll see what was on Delilah's mind. The Bible says in verse 5 that the lords of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, entice him and find out where his great strength lies. And by what means may we overpower him that we may bind him to afflict him. And every one of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. My goodness. Hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's take a pause right here. Let's check out the bag. So let's do the math. They said 11 pieces of silver. 1,100 pieces of silver, right? So let's check and see how much this is. If we go to Judges chapter 3, verses 3, we will see that there are five lords. How many? Five lords. That's Judges chapter 3, verse 3. So we're talking about five lords giving 1,100 shekels, 1,100 pieces of silver. And so looking into this, and we also take a look into Judges 17, verse 10, um, 10 shekels is an average yearly wage. And so we're looking at this thing, 5,500 shekels divided by 10 what make her set for 550 years. I'm going to let that sink in. 550 years of money that will help her with, with her life is what they're offering. So, but, I, but side note, though, just to let you all know, today is not going to be that much. See, see um, 5,500 5, 5, shekels is like 1,600 U.S. dollars today. So that's basically going to cover you for a month mortgage or month rent. So that's not nothing today. But then it was 550 years of salary that she can live on. Yo, she could be set for the rest of her life. And so they come to Delilah and say, we will give you 1,100 pieces of silver each. And so Delilah comes to Samson. And on a mission to entice him the best way she can. She got money on her mind and her mind is on her money. She takes her time and, and we can imagine putting on her best dress and her best perfume to lure him in. Uh, putting out uh, the best lines for Samson and making sure her hair out to the side. And uh, she knows her lips don't lie. And so and she has the good milkshake in the yard. And um, she say she talks to Samson and uh, she looks out uh, at his face and she smiles at him and gives him that smile that he cannot resist.
is, Pastor. Um, and with her hands on Samson's lap, she says, baby, please tell me how you get so strong. Uh, she said, I, I, I've been to Platinum Fitness before, but I ain't never seen anybody coming out of that uh, doing the things you do, baby. Uh, she said, you, you're lifting up gates and knocking a thousand men out of out with the jawbone of a donkey. How do you do it, baby? Uh, my, my, where do you get your strength? from. Uh, I don't understand. Uh, is there anything that can make you weak, baby? Please tell me. Uh, please tell me your secret. Uh, can anything bound you uh, uh, that may be uh, that you may be afflicted by? Samson, can you feel Samson? He feeling all good with himself. And, and he said, well, you know. Uh, so he started making up some things. And uh, but, but Delilah sounds good. And for she knew that she was Samson's weakness. Ooh, and she was glad had to be the Lord of the Philistines golden ticket to defeat the mighty Samson. Uh, she revealed her true colors, being selfish and having two faces because smiling faces sometimes tell lies. Uh, so, so looking at what was taking place, uh, we can come to the conclusion that the relationship didn't mean much to the woman of Sorek. Yeah, she didn't truly love this man for real. Uh, she only had room in her heart for the money. I mean, if we can remember 1 Timothy 6, that where it says the love of money is the root of all evil. So, so she stuck around Samson for a time. Yeah, she attached herself to him and, and caked up with him because she needed something from him and she wasn't going to stop. Yeah, so verse 16 tells us that for days and counting, she bugged him for the answer. Time after time after time, day after day after day, she was committed to this thing. She was committed to this thing more than she was committed to Samson. She was determined because without the answer... She would not be able to get what she desired, what she truly sought after. But may we take a moment here and pause parenthetically. Have you ever found yourself in relationships as such before? Connected with the wrong person. Only there with you for selfish reasons. That they have their own ideas in mind. And you never thought to have the conversation of what to expect. You were in it for love, but they were in it for gain. You were in it because you thought you saw a future, but they saw an opportunity when they looked at your face. They would do whatever it takes to make it work until they squeezed enough out of you. Those type of relationships are toxic, and it will sneak on you before you realize it. And if you live long enough... You will find out that it can be any type of relationship nowadays. It could be courtships, friendships, fellowships, memberships, and kinships, and even situationships like Samson. You can find these people anywhere in your life, smiling in your faces and saying that they love you, but secretively, 
secretly don't have your best interests at heart. Their their demands are giving you signs about how real their care is for you. But you have been ignoring the red flags. And it has not hit you that they don't love you like you think they do. Some of you have been experiencing them lashing on to you just because you have a car now. Some of you may have gotten hooked up because you were the most popular girl or guy in school. So they want to stay with you to climb up on their social ladder. Or was it your money they were after? Because they saw your kicks and your outfits. Or were they, were, or, or were they still trying to steal your company or your mans or your girl from you? And so, so they were trying to stay connected to you and stay close to you. So they, they want to keep their enemies closer than their friends. They are, there are people out there like parasites that are willing to waste your time while they are being productive with theirs. Their plans are to only be there with you in the journey to suck you dry and leave you hanging while they thrive and survive. See, one of my cousins in the past, she had a parasite um, before, and she tells me that one, uh, one finds themselves ignoring or, or neglecting their parasite. When they do that, they will be in more trouble than they were before. Uh, scientifically, um, parasitic infections cause a tremendous burden of diseases. Um, CDC tells us that we suffer the most when we don't give attention to the parasite. Uh, we do nothing about it. When we do nothing about it, they call it NTD. It means neglected tropical diseases. Uh, the NTDs affect more than one billion people, one-sixth of the world's population largely in rural areas of low-income countries. These diseases extract a large toll on endemic populations, including lost ability to attend school or work, retardation of growth, and lastly and more, impairment of cognitive skills, cognitive skills and development. See, when you find yourself, being belie- find yourself believing in fake love without notice, when you find yourself being cuffed to someone who is only there for gain, you will easily find yourself losing who you are, losing your morals, losing the, the goals that you had set for your life. And as it says it from CDC, you will find yourself losing some of your cognitive thinking that you can't think straight when you're attached with the parasite help us lord the the relationship would be more than them and less of you and you will feel that you would be dating an opportunist rather than dating the partner of your dreams so so the question was how do we prevent this from happening one of the lessons the bible is teaching us this morning is that not only being in a relationship requires us to be on the same page with our partners but it uh, being a relationship also requires us to endure the test of times verse 17 says after she bugged my man for days applying the pressure to get what she wanted out of him the bible says that samson's soul was vexed meaning that He was greatly discouraged. Meaning, Kennedy, that he was in grief. He was mourning in tears 
troubled and concerned with what was about to come out of his mouth next and tell Delilah the secret sauce to his strength. Samson finally opens up and she seeks the and she sees the look in Samson's eyes as he tells her the fullness of his heart and says, no razor has ever come upon my head. For I have been a Nazarite to God from, the mother, from my mother's womb. If I am shaken, then my strength will leave me. And I shall become weak and be like any other man. Looking at this text, the moment that she realizes that Samson was telling the truth, seeing the tears from his face, did not stop her from keeping the dollar signs in her eyes. Her excitement of financial freedom for 550 years was coming close. But can you imagine the thoughts that are in Samson's mind? At first finding it hard to trust Delilah because his last Philistine woman, his last official relationship was torn apart because he thought she could be trusted and he shared a secret to a riddle with her that no one was able to find out. But he told her the secret and unfortunately she pressed him so much and she said the same thing in Judges fourteen sixteen: You don't love me. If you don't tell me. And he hears the same spiel from Delilah. You don't love me. If you don't tell me. But once she found out, found out the secret. She told her people the Philistines the answer to the riddle. And little did he know. When he shared the secret of his strength with Delilah. You would have thought he had learned his lesson. He thought he had found the one. He thought he had hit the jackpot with this one. But instead, he has let history repeat itself without taking heed to what is happening. Um, he was influenced by fake love because he is blinded by his own love for her. Um, he fails the test to keep his vow to God. He, and she fails the test with being the next Mrs. Samson. Um, we see now that he talks too much and doesn't know who to trust and thought he was able to trust her with his valuable information she turns on him and tells the philistines in verse 18 what's about to go down they give her the promised money she soothes him to sleep cuts off his seven locks and the bible says in verse 19 now his strength it's gone. Can you remember when there was a time in your life that you were hurt so bad like the Memphis artist Mike Grizzly singing, build my walls, won't let nobody in. I won't let nobody in. Build my walls, won't let it happen again. I won't let it happen again. Have you ever sung that song in your heart? Have you ever been cut so deep by the one you loved? You thought.
thought they cared for you. They said they loved you. They said they'll hold your hand forever. That they'll be by your side. They'll be your ride or die. They'll be your bunny, your Clyde. But I guess you did not read the fine print in the contract. So you put your time, your, your money, your effort with them. You were invested in this thing. You knew, they knew about your past relationships, your, your triggers, your scars, what bothers you and what doesn't. They knew about how much trust, how much you're trusting someone uh, again or what caused you or how much it was to, to fight to get to this point again. I'm loving someone again, being there with someone and bringing them close in your close circle, how much it meant to you. Uh, but it seemed like no matter what sorry story or no matter how sad your story was or how great you told the story it did not stop them from cheating it did not stop them from breaking your heart it did not stop them from not caring or being selfish it did not stop them from only caring about themselves it did not stop them from treating you like a bad habit um, it did not stop you uh, from looking at you like something that was on a tissue paper it did not stop them from treating you worse than what they would treat their own mess but it comes to mind that it always seemed to happen the moment when you begin to trust again the moment you decide to be faithful the moment when you begin to open up again and, and give your all to the person uh, to break that wall you've been having up for so long and for some time now. Um, you even went soft on the security guard around your heart and, and when you was not paying attention, blind to what was going on before you knew it, you were like Samson in verse 19. You had no strength left in you. When you realized what happened, it was too late to turn. It was too late to turn around. It was too late to fix the damage that was done. It was too late to fix the broken pieces that you now have inside your chest. It was too late to get back the tears that you have falling down your eyes. It was too late to turn the tables around. And you were wondering, standing there in your tears, how did I get here? How did it happen so fast? Going crazy to figure out what went wrong, what happened, and how did I get here so fast? This is what Samson felt. He was lost. He was hurt by finding out the truth about Delilah. Because honestly, sometimes the truth hurts and we are just not ready for it as we need to be. Yeah, not, not too long ago, my wife and I. We were watching TV, watching a TV show on Netflix. Uh, sometimes we bench watch TV shows and at our houses and our homes. And uh, we were watching this show called The Upshaws. Um, there was this, there's this lady, this actress named Kim Fields, plays the role of Regina Upshaw. And uh, she's married to Benny Upshaw. Um, he's a funny guy. And a matter of fact, Benny is played by, played by uh, Mike Epps. And so he has a little, has a little few, few jokes in there. But, but getting to Regina Upshaw, um, within one of the episodes, we see Regina Upshaw having to go through some obstacles as a mother, as a wife, and as a secretary for an insurance company. 
Uh, I looked at her and looking at Regina Upshaw, and she is fighting to get back to school and studies for a test to be accepted in the school. Many hours she has spent preparing. Many restless nights she had during her preparation as she's trying to get back in school. And along with preparing for this test that was to come, she has been tested in her relationship with Benny for some time now. The story goes, while having a rough financial season in their home, Benny was found with another child outside of their marriage relationship that came up from their past, uh, came up from his past fling. And while she's preparing for a test, she is fighting to stay in the relationship, trying to build a relationship with her son-in-law. And the children are trying to be comfortable with their new norm. However you take it, we see the Upshaw's relationship is going through a test and it is up for them to decide to keep it going. And even from the beginning of time, we see how being in a relationship requires us to endure the test of times. If you look in Genesis, Adam and Eve going through a test in the garden. Abraham and Sarah going, had to go through a test at the mountain. And now Samson was brokenhearted, bruised and bound and had been blinded physically and finds himself like Elijah in 1 Kings in the dark and being imprisoned in the possession of his enemies see samson he's here and that he's he's going through a test with delilah and the and the unfortunate thing is samson has failed the test samson has told everything to delilah and we see that in this chapter that Judges 16 shows us that Samson being in that Sam Samson being in a relationship, it requires us to be on the same page with our partner. It requires us to endure the test of times because love is proven once it has endured and test on all things. But lastly, what Samson teaches me is that being in a relationship with God, you can be redeemed by real love. See, he was in a relationship with Delilah and he found himself being in the wrong ship with, with Delilah. He find himself not being on the, on the same page with Delilah. He find himself going through a test and messing up the test and now he finds himself bounded in front of his enemies. And so while I was studying this thing, looking at the book, looking at Judges 16, uh, pastor, I was studying that the story about Samson's life, right? And I was trying to say, God, let me see something here in Samson. He said, I, I could not help but to realize that his choices of bad relationships may have cost him his life, but it did not cost him his purpose. See, see, as, as Samson stood there with both pillars in his hands, as Samson stood there in the middle of the temple uh, at where they worshiped Dagon, their God, uh, it, it came to me that though his bad relationship may have wasted his time, though his bad relationship may have costed his life, it could not cost him his purpose. And so what, what God is telling us today is that there is grace even in our mistakes 
Uh, see, because if we looked here in the Bible, John 16, 28 through 30, um, let's look in the text and see what it says. It says, he called to the Lord saying, oh, Lord God, remember me, I pray, strengthen me. I pray just this once, oh God, I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two pillars which supported the temple and he braced himself against them. One on his right and one on his left. Then Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might. And the temple fell on the Lord's and all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he had killed in his life. My goodness, he, he may not have been where he wanted to be. He may not have been in the condition that he wanted to be in. He may not have been as strong as he once was. His hair may not have been as long as it once was. But because he cried out to God the fact that the Bible says that his hair began to grow it means that he was repenting on the inside and what was being done on the inside decided to come out on the outside and so he started crying out to God and he said his prayer was a cry for help recognizing that he messed up recognizing how flawed he has been how bad his life was without God because Judges 13 5 says that his purpose was to begin to deliver Israel from the Philistines and so he said just because if I could just stand in the middle of these pillars if I could just cry out to God at this moment with the rest of the strength that I have left with all the life that I have left in me I'm going to push the pillars as much as I can and do the best that I can for the Lord who created me and the Bible tells us just because we may slip into bad relationships just because we may slip into some bad situationships just because we may slip into some bad things in our lives God is telling us today that our purpose is not in jeopardy God is telling us today that he still has a future for you God is telling us today that our mis mistakes doesn't mess up our future uh, he doesn't erase our future because of our past he loves us through the good and through the bad our God is greater than anything that he even calculates our stupidity Woo! he even calculates our mistakes he even calculates when we step up and step out of his will and he still makes sure that everything that worked together according to the good that people who love God according to their purpose will always work for your good because it may not look good to you but it's good for you my, my, my. See, 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 whatever decisions, beloved, that you have made, whatever bad relationships you have find yourself caught up in, or whatever enemy you find yourself being trapped with, no matter how far you go, no matter how far you've been there, or how long you've been there, how many times you've heard it yourself, God, love is still seen enough his love is big enough his love is great enough his love is deep enough to still let his will be done through you bad relationships may have broken your heart 
It may have messed with your life. It may have messed with your time. It may have messed with your mind. Uh, but one thing that the Bible is telling us uh, that it cannot touch your purpose. See, Romans 8.28 says, it says it for all things, that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. We're talking about all things, beloved, good things and bad things, things that you don't want, things that you do want, things that you love and things that drive you crazy, of things that will bring you down and things that will lift you up because God has has a purpose in your life no matter what comes your way he allows it to work good for you than to be against you because the bible tells us that nothing can separate us from the love of God neither death nor life he has a predestined purpose for your life so no matter what relationship we find ourselves in no matter who we find ourselves being kicked up with this morning, whether we're kicked up with our spouses or our, our boyfriend or girlfriend today or the one we're engaged with, the Bible is telling us if whether it's a bad decision or not, your purpose cannot be touched. That he has a plan for you. I remember there was a man that was born from a virgin Mary. And he had some relationships that wasn't on the same page in his life. That his disciples wasn't on the same page with him. And I've come to understand and realize that not only they were on the same page with him, but when, when the funk hit the fan or when their relationship was tested, Sometimes even his disciples disowned him. Um, sometimes even the, his disciples um, didn't understand his plan. But no matter what he was going through, um, he knew that his purpose could not be touched. He knew that even when the enemy was testing him and, and tempting him at the mountain in the wilderness, um, he, he, he knew that his purpose cannot be touched. Even when he was talking to the Philistines and oh, I mean the Pharisees, he knew that his, his purpose cannot be touched. Even when he was going down the, the Via Della Rosa all the way to the cross, he knew that his purpose cannot be touched. He, they tried to nail him in his hands. They, they tried to put nails in his feet. They tried to put a crown of thorns on his head. They tried to mock him and spit at him. And they pierced him in the side, but his purpose could not be touched. They tried to kill him right there on the cross, but he knew that his purpose could not be touched. He left his last breath. He said, Eli, Eli, Samalama, Sabachthani. And he said, I know, I know you have not forsaken me, God, but it's hard out here. I know, though, that my purpose cannot be touched. And because God did this for us, he wants to encourage us today that no matter what you're going through, no matter how bad your relationships may be, no matter how bad your past may be, nobody in the world can touch your purpose. God has a calling for your life. God has a calling for your life. 
young people, young adults, even adults, no matter what we do, we can't mess up our purpose. God says that no matter what comes our way, there is a purpose that he has for us. There is grace where sin abounds. That we can make a lot of crazy decisions. Hurting ourselves time after time. And it's crazy that we're still here by the blood of Jesus. And we wake up wondering. What is it that God has for me? is reminding you today it doesn't matter who broke your heart it doesn't matter who trampled over you you still have purpose you still have a future you still have a plan that God wants you to walk in it doesn't matter what God what has you have experienced in your past God has something greater for you God wants to deliver you. God wants to remind you this morning that no matter what relationship you are in, whether it's situationships, kinships that you're battling with, memberships that you're battling with, God said it can't touch your purpose. God said it can't touch your future. If there's anyone today that almost gave up in life because of a broken heart, that almost gave up in life because they thought there was no more left in them. And then today God reminded you that he still has a plan for you. And you want to take that challenge to still walk in your purpose. I invite you to come. I invite you. I don't care how long it's been. I don't care how crazy it was. I don't care how messed up they treated you. But forget them. God has something great for you. Don't let them mess up what God has for you in your future. hold on and believe that there is greater for you there Samson stood in between two pillars he still had faith that his purpose can be fulfilled and then you see him in Hebrews 11 in the list of people with faith because he believed that though I've messed up I know God is faithful enough to still give me grace in every hard place in my life to still open up a door for me to fulfill the purpose that he has for me if there's one that wants to accept that challenge to still go after your purpose I invite you to stand I invite you to stand you to stand. 
know it. I know we've heard this message before. But there is something here today. God is telling us to not give up the fight. To keep fighting for your life. Because you are alive. There is still a chance for you to experience what God has for you. There is still a chance. There is still a chance. Take this moment, hear the words of the song. God wants to deliver you. There's another that wants to make a decision. Say, you know what? I've been struggling with relationships. I've been struggling with dating. And I've been doing it sometimes the wrong way. But I need help to find the right person to be attached to. I need to help finding the right person to be cuffed up with. And you want prayer today on your future. You want prayer today on the relationships that you're, that you're being connected with today. We also want to invite you to come. Let's pray for all of those who are trying to find the relationship that God has for them. And even in, if you're in a relationship now. That you want to pray for the relationship that you're in. 
at that time we want to we want to pray for you as well let's pray let's pray dear kindly gracious heavenly father this is our exodus we thank you for reminding us today that no matter what relationship we choose no matter how good or poor the decision of the person we chose to be thou partner Father your word tells us that there is grace your word tells us that it cannot touch the purpose that you have for us that we're praying that you heal us from our broken hearts that we're praying that you heal us in our homes you will heal us here at Tabernacle of Praise you, you will heal us here in St. Louis, Missouri that you will heal us of those who are listening online that you will heal us wherever we are in our lives today that you will heal us in our marriages you will heal us in our relationships in our situationships that you will heal us while we're dating you will heal us no matter where we stand God and that as, as we are experiencing an exodus today Father God, we're praying that we will be reminded and stay hold to that reminder that no matter what happens in our lives, our purpose cannot be touched. That you have something great for us. Father God, I'm praying today that someone under the sound of our voice, that they will not give up. They will not throw in the towel. That they will be reminded that you have something great for them. That no matter what decision, no matter how many times they messed up their lives, that you have grace for them, that you have a purpose for them, that you have a door that is open for them to come in and receive them unto yourself. So, Father God, we're praying for their future. We're praying for their purpose. We're praying for their heart today. We're praying for their mind today, God, that you will move in a mighty way. And so, Father God, those who are standing we accept the challenge to keep you on our side. We accept the challenge to be reminded that there is still purpose. We accept the challenge that though it may not be good to us, that it's good for us. That all things work together for the good of those who love God according to your purpose. And so, Father God, we lift up our hands to you today. We give you a yada praise, extending our hands to you right now. And say, thank you for, for setting up our future. Thank you for making sure our future is in set in your hands. Father God, we're praying today that as we leave, that you will not forget about us, that you will keep us in your hands. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, deliver me. All I seem to do is hurt me. Me, 
hurt me. Anybody tired of hurting yourself? Anybody tired of hurting themselves? We thank God for the man of God. I know you toyed over that message wondering if that was the one. But God used you in a mighty way. Wrong ship. You want to be in the right ship. We want you to be in the right ship. The doors are still open. Even after the praise team sing. The doors never close. God's doors never closed. Again, we thank you, man of God. We praise God for you. We want to continue this time of worship. Let's bow our heads one more time for a word of prayer, and we'll turn it over to our praise team. Father God, we thank you again for this awesome worship day, this youth, young adult. Thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. Continue to be with the man of God. We thank you so much for his his um the, the ministry of song and preached word we thank you for his wife his family cover them and keep them in jesus name amen